Welcome back to the Soren Sports Podcast. It's Alan and Braden, 22 up north and the pineapple down south, all enjoying the love and life today. Um, this is episode two of the recording progress today. We uh, decided it probably would be best to have a happier episode after recording quite a somber and remembrance episode as well. Um, but yeah, so we're just enjoying life, jamming out to our own intro song. It was probably a good thing we picked it. We we love jamming out to it. Uh, but yeah, let's get things started here. Alan, how you doing? Pretty good, actually. The transitioning, happy to sad or happy. At times, it, it takes a bit. But other than that, doing we've been doing this for a year now. And it's you get used to it. And I think everyone who in the sports media world, we all... It's tough at first, but then you get used to it and you just learn to just move on. And, and once you get into the groove, then you get into a groove. And that's the beauty, the beauty of it. Yeah, no, that's a it's a very real and hard thing to do. Um, I remember my broadcast performance class, Alan, we had to uh, do a happy story and a, and a sad story. And we had to transition the emotions to convey the right emotions at the right time and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to do and but uh it's definitely it's definitely worth it and uh it, it's good so uh it's good to learn how to do that and it's good sometimes if need be to do a separate episode like we're doing just to get the mental faculties um if you hear a little uh i guess buzzing in the background of my audio i got a little fan on um it's warm in uh, my corner where I uh, I record these podcasts uh, on my desk now, so uh, that's that's what that little uh, noise is. But uh, let's get right into it, Alan. You uh, you dropped some big news here on me. Uh, I thought I had another year or so to uh, prepare, but uh, I did not. Um, <laughs> we we got we're going to be talking about some football today, and uh, not American football. We don't talk about that here. Uh, that's for another podcast on the network, (laughs) but we're going to be talking about real football and, uh, well, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's back in Manchester United. And, uh, I think it's good. He's back there, back in the premier league. And I think that makes Manchester United a much better team than they were last year. And unfortunately for Juventus, they're, they're going to have to find a way to, uh, score goals again without the one of the best players of all time. And uh, Paris Saint-Germain, uh, I don't know if they've figured out what to do with Mbappe yet. We'll get into that. But uh, they have the second GOAT of our generation now, and they have Lionel Messi, some of the two most fascinating players to watch from our generation. And uh, so they've changed teams. We're going to be talking about that. We're also apparently going to be talking about how the Champions League group stages will be starting up soon. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Um, <clears throat> how they'll do? Like, which teams should make <clears throat> should make a run, and and which team could be under the radar where we're not talking about them, but we have to keep an eye out. And and really, this is this is one of my favorite times. I would say where the Champions League is on. I try to watch as much as I can, and see who and what and trust me a lot of stuff has happened in champions league a lot of stuff has happened even in the group stages where a team you thought oh don't make it in they don't 
it does happen. And, and it pretty much happens almost every year. So we'll get right down to it. We will break it down. We'll probably won't go through all the groups like, Oh, so-and-so, so-and-so we probably will just go step by step or just wing it as we, as we always do and go from there. Yeah. If time permits, we'll, uh, mention uh the concaf qualifiers for the world cup i'm sure there's other qualifier world cup qualifiers going on but the world cups next year um looking forward to that i love watching the world cup so maybe if time allows we'll talk about some world cup qualifiers too yeah Um, but let's get right into it for those on audio only uh, we highly recommend you also go over to our youtube channel it's just pineapple 22 media same as Mm -hmm everything else with our brand. Uh, and there you'll be able to find, uh, well, you'll be able to find the video format for this podcast as soon as I can edit it and release it. And, uh, oh boy. And uh, yeah, so Alan, why don't you go ahead and share your screen and let's uh, describe it as best we can and we'll go from there. Awesome. So the group, the group stage uh, lottery happened a couple weeks ago. And Group A is giving us a bang. Big time. With two yeah. teams. Obviously, you got Bruce and Leipzig there. But the two bang, Manchester City, Paris Saint-Germain. And we were this close of seeing a Messi and Ronaldo. But some stuff happened that we will get to them later in the group, that why Ronaldo's back in Manchester United and not with the rivals in Manchester City. It's a rematch of last year's semi-final. I believe these two teams are they are going to win the group. I have no doubt about it. But Paris Saint-Germain, they are coming. They, they, a lot of the players that they got, including Messi, for free, meaning their contracts expired, that they didn't have to pay a transfer fee that, boom, they got him, not just Messi, but also Sergio Ramos, the cap, the former captain of Real Madrid, uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma, who came from leading Italy to the Euros in 2020. I know you, I know Leia remembers that ve- very well, your wife, mm-hmm. probably still mm-hmm. celebrating. Uh, Giorgino Wijnaldum from Liverpool, they are loaded. and But now the question is going to be, now you got Messi, can they get over the hump now? That's the same question we get every year. Is this the year for Paris or, or what? what? What do you expect also from Manchester City, who just came from going to their first finals? What is your expectation with these two teams in this group? I know Because I know Leipzig, they're going to give a fight. But they won't do much. Norbruge from Belgium, they won't do much. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, looking at groups uh, A and B, it's it's pretty good competition. Um, I think Man City and Paris are probably going to be the two that come out of this group, Alan. Uh, yeah. With Man City making it all the way to the finals last year. And obviously, you know, it's not guaranteed they make it out by any means. But uh, when their team hasn't changed a whole lot in between, it uh, it stands to good reason that they're uh, going to do pretty good. 
Yeah, I could I see those two making that as well. Um, really, a lot of pressure is on Paris. You got the best in the world, Lionel Messi. And that's another thing we're going to see. How is he going to handle a new league in France? And I think all eyes will be there. And I think that will even as well give credibility to League Un, League One in, in France. And see like, hey, you, this is a league where you can also thrive. So Paris is probably the team with the most pressure. Mm. Probably of all the years since, since the takeover of Nasser Khalifi and, and Qatar Sports Investment, ever since they came in there, that's been the goal, winning Europe. Can they do it? Well, they have Messi. Do they still have Mbappe? I know they still um, have Madrid was trying to get transfer rights for him. Um, I don't know if that worked out for them or not. And that, yeah, and that's going to be the key as well. Like with all that going on, how much can Paris handle for them to win Europe? Because as constituted right now, with Messi, Mbappe, Neymar Jr. as your front runners and your stars on that team. Uh, in recent years, that's more help than Messi has had in a long time. Uh, Barcelona has not provided him the help. We talked about it in length last year. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk about that more as we get down to Group E and whatnot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it seems that it's good competition mm-hmm. for – that's probably going to be one of the best teams. Um I'd love, personally, I'd love to see a Paris-Manchester United uh, uh, finals just because I think it'd be fun to see Messi go up against Ronaldo. Um, Those head-to-head matches between the two are always fun to watch. Oh, yes, they are. They're always fun. And and Group A, with these two, I think they're going to headline it. I don't know what else to say about Group A. Mm-mm. The only thing I want, was thinking about was Mbappe stuff, but there's not a whole lot going on there lately. Uh Madrid got turned down again after very high offer. What was it? 220 million euros or something, something like that uh-huh. for Mbappe to come over to Real Madrid. Alan, you'd probably like that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Look, Real Madrid, we'll get to them. They're always known for doing that. They, mm-hmm. They're always known ever since 2001, getting guys like Zinedine Zidane, David Beckham, Ronaldo, and then later, when he came back to the pre- when Florentino Perez came back to the presidency, brought Cristiano Ronaldo, Karim Benzema, Xabi Alonso. Like he's always known for that. And like I said, they're gonna get him. They will probably on like on January first. They can now do like pre-agreement terms, and which means they can sign verbally. Hey, I'm gonna come with you next year. And the thing is, he's gonna come for free. Think about that. They don't have to pay huge amounts to get in there. All they have to pay is just a negotiation. And that will be how will Kylian Mbappe overcome with that distraction? We're going to wait and see. Yeah, I think that's the the key, I think, because can Mbappe separate what's going on with his career with his performance? I think it's really hard to do so. I mean, athletes in 
we see athletes have career years all the time when a contract's running up. If Mbappe can do the same, Paris is going to be, wait, watch out. <laughs> we, we might become Paris fans <laughs> if that were to happen. Probably. Well, I'm, I am a Paris fan as well. I do want to see them win. I do want to see them have success. But I'm still looking it, for my team, guys. So uh, not very many people have been helping me out here. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I'll, I'll reach out to some friends of mine who know European soccer as well, like me, and they'll probably give you a guide on that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but yeah, so let's move on to Group B here. We have Milan, Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, and Porto. Alan, who do you see coming out of here? Uh, this I think, is, I think to me, out. this is the group of death. I don't know who's going to make it, to be honest. Like, we saw Porto last year. They shocked everybody beating Juventus and gave Chelsea a little bit of a run, just a little bit. So... Porto could actually spoil Milan, who they have Zlatan. He's their back anytime. When you have AC Milan and the Champions League, it makes it better because it's one of those teams like Real Madrid who have performed well in Champions League in recent in years. So then Atletico um, with um, Antoine Griezmann coming back. He's on loan from Barcelona. That's going to be huge. But I think the one team... Liverpool, I do see them moving on. I believe they, they're gonna, um, they're just they're gonna probably make a deep run. I do see Liverpool be that team that will move on with the group stage. Um, I think Milan will also move on. I don't know with Atletico. I still have questions. I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, we saw them make it to the elimination rounds last year, if I remember right. And yeah, and I think that's in them this year too. It's just a matter of which teams can come out on top. And looks so. Do three of the teams from the group move on? Is it like the World Cup group it's stages? Two, two move two? on. Okay, so so it's like World Cup group stages then, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if I were to pick two. I, I'm just going to go Liverpool and Porto. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think Liverpool's got it in them this year. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with Liverpool. I do agree with Liverpool, but Porto, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed I, with I kind Porto. of just picked it up based off of logo, if I'm being completely honest, uh, guys. <laughs> it looks like <laughs> a nice logo. Uh, I don't know much about the Porto team. I got a lot of research. I, I was, like I said, I thought I had like a week or so to prepare. For a month actually to prepare for Champions League talk, <laughs> but uh, I know. but we had a lot of stuff going on, so it's understandable. So uh, I'm just picking a team, and I remember Porto did fairly well last year, and I don't know if the team's changed a whole lot, but that confidence will still be there. So I'm going to stick with it for now. Um, okay, once I learn more, I might change, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, like I do agree a lot. Not trusting Atletico, even though. A team led by Diego, coached by Diego Simeone, you know what you're going to get out of them. Gritty, and they're not going to quit. But we'll see what, what they can do. Because, like, I know the loss of Saul Niguez, who's the midfielder, the Spanish midfielder, who's now in Chelsea. 
Like, that's going to be huge because he brings that leadership. And I know they got Antoine Griezmann, but I don't know how much, how, that, how they'll handle it. And Milan, with Slatan in there, I think he, even for his age, he, is, he will be ready to go. And I think Mil AC Milan, like, they want to show, hey, like, you're, you're waking a sleeping giant. And, and so I expect Liverpool and AC Milan to move on. Yeah, so it, it seems we don't have much faith in Atletico Madrid, but uh, they proved us wrong last year. They made it to elimination last year, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Group C, Alan, it, uh, it looks fairly interesting. We have, I'm going to guess, Ajax? Ajax. Ajax, all right. Looks uh -huh, like a Turkish middle. team in Biskitas. Uh -huh. Sorry for Turkish people out there who would understand that. It might not be Turkish. It just it's Turkish. So uh, there's that. Uh, Dortmund and Sporting. Well, this one is easy. Dortmund's coming out on top. I Dortmund, think. yeah. Any with I think with the rumors also another player rumored to be in the transfer mill, Erling Haaland. I think if he's gonna leave Borussia Dortmund, he wants to leave. With a bang. He wants to make sure that this team is competing at a high level. Him, you also got Marco Royce, and also a youngster, another youngster by the name of um, Jude Bellingham from England. He, a great partner for Erling Haaland. That's going to make it dangerous. And, and also, we have a, an American there in Gio Reyna. And this is a young, exciting team. And I do say they will come up on top. Ajax, I I also do believe they will come up on top. They they know they know who they are. They know what they're what they want to go for. They are an, I, I would say another young team as well. But those two will headline. But if there's anyone that can spoil this group, I, it will be Sporting. For some reason, they they always they've had history where even if they don't make the next round. They've prevented someone from making the next round. So Sporting is can play the spoiler, but to me, it's Dortmund and Ajax moving forward. Now, where's Sporting from? That's an interesting Portugal. Name. Okay, that's an interesting name for a, a football club, but it, it fits, you know. So I'm just sitting here going, based off the name, I can try and figure it out, but I had no clue. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah. So like you said, one of these groups. Every group has a spoiler, and if it's going to be sporting, so be it. So that's I think every everyone needs a spoiler. Uh, my Rockies right now they're playing spoiler to the Phillies right now. They so uh, in baseball, so that's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but looking at the next group here, Alan, we got a uh, group D, right? That's correct. Let's uh, let's do uh, group D and group B together. Um, just. See what we can do. Uh, we got Inter Milan, Real Madrid. Go, Alan. Uh, I don't know. Shakhtar, Shakhtar Donetsk. Donetsk and then Sheriff. All right. <laughs> well, Inter, they're going through a lot. Like, I think they'll still make it, but they'll be like the runner-ups. I just think like them losing... Romelu Lukaku to Chelsea. Huge loss. I don't know. I know you still got Lautaro Martinez, but he will also be, I would say he will be gone next year. 
But Inter is going to be, and even they lost their right, their right back, Akif, Akima Kruf, something like that. He's from Morocco to PSG. I think Inter will still make it, but they're just going through a transition. We'll see how they'll handle it. Donetsk, I'm not going to be shocked if they make it. They, they're always our team that you put them in a group like this where they have a shot to make it to the next round, they're going to battle. And Sheriff, um, I don't think they're, they're not going to be a big impact. And obviously, Brayden, I always save the best for less in this group. My team of my hearts, Real Madrid. I think they, people say, oh, that it was a failure that didn't did not get Mbappé, ha, ha, ha. Well, here's the deal. I think Real Madrid, they're, where they're at, they're great. I believe they got themselves a head coach who, in Carlo Ancelotti, who actually fits what Real Madrid is. They're, he's going to get them to play best. I think we're, I believe we're going to see Eden Hazard back. He's now healthy again. He's on a mission to prove, hey, I know it's been tough the first two seasons. This is his third season. He's going to come at it. Karim Benzema, same. And the whole losing, uh, Ramos and Varane, like, it's tough. But what Real Madrid will do, I think they're going to do this by committee. And they will win the group. No doubt about it. Yeah, I, I hate to agree with you sometimes just for, you know, uh, lack of better term, just for difference in discussion. Um, but I honestly think uh, you're right. I think Real Madrid has only improved. Um, so what if they didn't have Mbappe right now? Like, at our team's no slouch. Like, yeah, it's always nice to say your team has one of the best in the world, you know, but uh it's also really good that they they have the team they have. The coach is great, um, and they made it all the way to the semifinals last year. So yeah, with the team that they have, and then now they added a young midfielder, Eduardo Camavinga, from Reims in France. So now you're like you're you're midfielder now. You're getting ready for a for a midfield that could dominate. A midfielder that could dominate for decades with him. And then also another young midfielder, uh, Federico Valverde. And also you want to add Casemiro in there, Tony Cross, Luka Modric. There is depth in the midfield. And when you have that in the midfield, you can move a lot of parts and make them work. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree, and I think Real Madrid's going to be real dangerous this year. So it's we'll just have to wait and see. Oh, yeah. So, uh, moving on, Group E, Alan. Well, there's, this is a two-group two group matchup, really. Benfica, they're okay, but they're not going to make any noise. Dynamo Kiev, it's about the same, but Barcelona and Bayern Munich. Like, this is what we're going to say. Okay, how good are you without Lionel Messi? I know... They made the acquisition for Memphis Depay, and he's been killing it. We're going to see if he can handle that pressure now in Barcelona. Like, he was in Manchester United, but flopped. Then went to France and Olympic Lyon, where he was back on top. We're going to see now, okay, 
Can you handle that pressure? Can you handle being that guy? And they're going to have to go through Bayern Munich because basically what Bayern did to them, like in 2020, embarrassing, losing 8-2. to two. Mm-hmm. That was like the most humiliated I've seen in a Barcelona. We're going to see, okay, like how well you do without, without Messi. And it's going to be very interesting just watching that. And Bayern Munich, they're not going to go anywhere. I don't care what, I don't care what happens. Bayern, they always find a way to to get in and make a deep run for the title. I don't think they're not they're not going to go anywhere either. No, I think without Messi, Barcelona has a lot to prove for sure. But I also think this group is wide open. Um, we might see Bayern on top. We might see uh, Dynamo Kiev. We might see uh, what is the other one? Benfica. Yeah. Benfica? and move on like Barcelona is still a strong team but how are they going to sit like move forward I think is the greatest question mark and if they can solve that great if not well we know what's going on but without that superstar there that group is wide open Um, Mm. I think like think it's for me it's almost like look at the NBA Eastern Conference after LeBron left right wide open and I think that's what this group essentially is wide open for the next, the next takers. Um, Barcelona is still a great team. Don't get me wrong, but they have a lot to prove and they have to prove that they're, they're capable still, I think. Yeah. I do agree with that. I don't know about if it's open, but I wouldn't I say it's wide why. open for sure. Like, but it it's, I think it's open because, those teams are not going to necessarily have that same fear marker as they would beforehand, like they would with if Messi was still in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So that gives these other three teams a lot more confidence that they can beat Barcelona than they probably otherwise would have. Okay. I we'll think. keep an eye out for and, that. And I admit that, but we have, obviously the games have to be played, but who knows? Yeah. Who, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, we're going to find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, group F. This is the group I might watch a lot. We have Atalanta, Manchester United, uh, Villa Real, and the Young Boys. Yeah, this is, to me, Manchester United adding, first of all, first adding Rafael Varane. And it's going to show up their defense. Like, I'm sad that he left. I wish we could have kept him because I know how much he can do. And I thought he was, okay, he's the next captain of Real Madrid. Instead, he comes here, which is sad. And But to be honest, he's going to be a sure on the defense. Like, he's that stability, experience, they're going to be for real. And adding Cristiano Ronaldo, you're basically sending a message that we want to win the Premier League in England, yes. And he did wonderful today, scoring two goals. But I believe he's just getting started. Oh, for and sure. Manchester United is getting started. And wonderful thing about this, him coming back, was it shows the influence of Manchester United. When you have a former great like Sir Alex Ferguson, his coach, saying, what are you doing? Don't go to the rivals. Come back. It shows the influence Manchester United has. 
and and he signed. I think the head coach they have, he is they have they have struggled with coaches Manchester United. Now they got the head coach and all Gunnar Solskjaer, a former teammate of Cristiano, which that's gonna be huge. And also a former player who understands the institution. And this is where Manchester United they will win the group. They can't they've done this before where oh they were the favorites to win the group. And no, they get eliminated. So this is their moment. Manchester United, like to be honest, I think this is the best Manchester United team post the Sir Alex Ferguson era. Watch out for this team. I think this team is that sleeping giant where they can beat anybody in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And not that any group stage is easy by any means, but it seems compared to groups A and B that this seems to be a bit of a easier go for Manchester United than they perhaps otherwise what could have had. Mm-hmm. But no, that's not to discredit these other teams, but I think Manchester United is easily coming out on top and it's second place that's going to matter most. Oh, yeah, it will. So group G... We got Lily or Lilia, sorry, RB Salzburg, uh-huh. uh, Sevilla, and Wolfsburg. I don't know anything about these. Yeah, these <laughs> this will be open, but I think both Lille and Sevilla will move on. Sevilla, they're they're I, I would say they're going to win the group. They've always had good players there, not like star recognized big time, but play great good players and. I think they're going to win their group. Lille as well. I do believe that defending, they are the defending champions in the, of League One or League Un in French. They're, they're going to do well. And I would, there will be the second group in. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. And uh, it look, I, I'm going to have to go with you on that because I, I don't know a whole lot about these teams. So, uh, I think uh, it's going to be fun to watch and learn these teams. But, oh, yes, it will. This group H is, I think, the most interesting of the groups other than the first one. And I'll, I'll explain here in a few minutes. But in group H, if you're done with group G. If what? Are, you done, are we done with group G? Yes, we are. Okay. So in group H, we have Chelsea. Our uh, champions winners last year, so our UEFA champions. Uh, we have Juventus, Malmö from Sweden, and SC Zenit or Zenit from uh, Saint Petersburg, Russia. Uh, this is going to be the most interesting group for me because SC Zenit is the best team in all of Russia Premier League, and I expect them to make some good noise in this group. Um, in Sweden with the Allesvenskan, it, it goes back and forth with, but Malmö and Yatabori are usually your better teams. Um, sometimes you get Stockholm with Hammarby and uh, what's the other team, but they have other teams there too, but it's, those are, sometimes it's Aiko up north, but Malmö and Yatabori are generally always playing for the top round. Sometimes it's Helsingborg, but Malmö is usually really good. Same with Yatabori, but in this case it's Malmö. So I expect Malma and Zenit to make a lot of noise in this group. 
they're they're not uh, pushovers by any means. They're going to give Chelsea and Juventus a hard time. And same thing that I said about Barcelona, I'm going to say about Juventus. Who are they right now without Ronaldo? Do they have as much firepower as they would have otherwise? Well, we're going to find out, but I think that's the, as long as you have Leonardo Bonucci and you have Diego Chilini, you're still going to compete, but, but also you still have Pablo Tibala. But I do agree with you. Who are they? I think if who's more of in a mess situation, either between Juventus and Barcelona, I think it's Juventus. Because at least with Barcelona, I know what they're trying to do. With Juventus, I'm not sure. that They will still make it. But they'll, still, they'll be second in the group. But I don't know how much can they keep going. Um, ever since losing Ronaldo, we don't know. Chelsea, though, they've reloaded big time. They won the, champ- the Champions League, and what they did, oh, let's get Romelu Lukaku back from, from coming back to Chelsea from Inter Milan. And right now he's killing it in the Premier League. They, like I mentioned last year, in them winning with the core that they have, they're going to compete. For a long time. Mm. And that just sent a message, hey, we're going for it again. And right now, I think they're not being talked because of the attention of PSG is getting. Like, they're not being talked about. And I think we need to talk about this team because they're the defending champions. They're no, not going to go anywhere. In a different group than this one, in my opinion. If they yeah, if like, the runner-ups in Group A, and what shouldn't Chelsea be in Group B at the very least? Like, it could go either way, but I think Chelsea, though, they're going to win this group big time. And also, like, don't be surprised if they go again because I mentioned this last year. They're not going to go anywhere either. They're going to compete with this court that they have for decades to come. No, I think so, too. I think the top spot's Chelsea's. Um, I honestly think they got a bit of a chip on their shoulder being in, seated in Group H. Um, being, you know, the winners of the tournament last year, you would expect them to be seated in a different group, but I don't know how that works. But if the runner-ups in Group A, you would kind of expect the winners to be uh, a bit higher in the seedings. You know? So, and I could be wrong on that, and I'll, I'll admit that, but like, or maybe they put them in this group to see if they could have an, or to give them like an easier shot at co- going in. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but it seems being in the final group, they're going to have that chip on their shoulder and be like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> we uh, we got a lot to prove here. But, uh, Alan, this might surprise you, but I think I'm going to go with Zenit getting that secondary spot in the tournament. Over who? Over Juventus, I think. Because I think the Europe, look, that third place round, I think is going to go, or that third place is going to go for either Mama or Juventus. But, but Zenit... They they dominate in the Russian Premier League. And obviously, you know, Italy is great with their, their football and they have great competition, great, great players, great teams. But I think losing Ronaldo is going to be really hard for Juventus to overcome. Same thing I said about Barcelona. So I think that second spot's open. 
not wide open by any means, but I think it's open enough where a team like Zenny can come in and say, uh, uh-uh, that's ours now. And, uh, th- move on. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, we have to I, wait I, and see for sure. Yeah. But I, I do think Juventus will have enough for the group. Now, knockout stage, no way. Mm-hmm. No way. No, for sure. And group I, stage, I think Juventus has enough. But knockout stage, they don't. I don't care who they face. Heck, even if they go and face Sevilla, I don't think they won't beat Sevilla. It's just an example. Or or they beat, or they face uh Hork. Heck, even if they face a Borussia Dortmund, they won't beat Borussia Dortmund. Mm-mm. So I think that second spot's open because Juventus just isn't as strong as they previously have been. And because of that, I think Zenit is really strong. I mean, I still follow that team because I watched, saw them play while I was in Russia. And they play great. They're, they're really fun team to watch and they're a strong team to watch. And I think that they they might have enough to upsurp that Juventus and Malma for that second spot in the, to go into eliminations. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens, but I'm still going to say Juventus, like I said, has enough for the group stage to be the second team to move on. Knockout stage, they won't. And, like, there's not really a whole lot of fan bias with Zenny because, like, I watched him play once and I kind of followed the team from afar because, you know, time difference. So I just checked <laughs> results. But, like, they're a strong team. They win a lot. It's going to be interesting to see how they perform. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, but there's a difference between playing in the Russian Premier League and playing in the Champions League. Oh, huge I know that for sure. That that's Yeah, just ask Paris. Just ask Paris. A great team. They are lions in the in – the French League killing it, but then when they come to the Champions League in recent year, not not since these two seasons, but ever since, they always get eliminated in the round of sixteen or quarterfinals, always. So, like, yeah, I don't know how far Zenit will go. I'm not going to say they go all the way to the finals for sure, because as the more longer you go, the better the teams get and the stronger they get. But I think they have enough to same with Juventus at least make it past the group stage. Okay. So yeah, uh, what else do, do we got on the docket for this episode? Uh, Ronaldo scoring in his debut with Manchester United once again. We debuted. We would would be the correct term. <laughs> yeah, I guess re redebut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a redebut. Um, Manchester United. They send a clear message. We're go. We're back, and we're going for the Premier League title again. Yeah, which they have not won in year. eight years, since 2013. That's the clear message they sent. And they're going to be a fun team to watch, really, what Manchester United does. they, Like I said, this is the best Manchester United squad that they've had post the Ferguson era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. <clears throat> So it's it'll be interesting to see. Um, Messi he he re- he debuted with Paris Saint Germain recently too. He scored a goal, didn't he? 
he came in as a substitute. I think he's going to debut tomorrow, I guess. I'm not sure, but he did pretty well just being out there. It'll take him time to get used to the league, but I think he he's still he's going to provide them the leadership that Paris truly needs. Sergio Ramos also my guy. Um, tough, but you also you what you're getting. You also have to understand the other side of Sergio Ramos, meaning he's going to do a lot of crazy fouls and get expelled, especially in Champions League. So Paris needs to understand that, and I hope and I know they do, but they have to comprehend. Okay. We have to make sure Sergio doesn't go wild and gets himself a red card when it matters. Because I've seen where he gets a red card and and we lose because we did not have that leadership presence, especially on the defensive side. That's how good Sergio Ramos is, especially for his age. That's how good he is. So if they can figure that out, then Paris will they'll be right back on top in the French league. No, I, I would definitely agree with that. And uh, it'll be interesting to watch and see what happens. Uh, let's go into our, our final thoughts here, Alan. Let's wrap this one up. Um, yeah. What, why don't you go ahead and start off? All right. All I can say Champions League is back again. Watch all the games whenever you can. They're, it's only going to get better now, especially with the fans returning the UEFA lifting the restrictions for fans of opposing teams to travel to stadiums now, depending on the nation and the club. It's great that we're going to see fans again now. And this is just the beginning of a recovery from the, from the global pandemic and especially in Europe. Like, we're there with you. And we hope, hopefully next summer, to be in one of your stadiums watching either a league game or a Champions League game. We want to be there and hopefully get to meet with you and talk about this because it's amazing to see fans again, especially in the Champions League where the excitement is up in the air. And and let's get it going. It's, it's the start. Tuesday is the big day. Let's get it on. I agree. And, you know, uh, you guys probably don't know now, but we got a YouTube channel back up and running. Uh, we we kind of let it go for a little bit. Uh, come to find out the video editor I had been using uh, no longer worked for me and I had to get a new one. So we got that fixed out. Uh, we So we have we'll have three of our latest episodes up. And if I have time, I'll go back and put recent ones up. But yeah, so follow us on YouTube. You can see our faces, listen to these. Um, right now, we're not going live until we figure it out how that all works. Um, but yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, we got a lot coming. We'll have Thorn Beginnings coming out hopefully this next week, as soon as I can sit down, record, and edit that first episode. And uh, we'll just ride this wave out. Till next time. Stay safe, everybody.